Today in Empowering Workplaces, we're going to have an enlightening discussion on the marvelous topic of well-being and work-life harmony. It's absolutely critical that we give priority to our own well-being and establish a delightful dance between our work and personal lives. By nurturing our physical and mental health, we unlock the power to be fully present, laser-focused, and highly effective in all the diverse roles we play. Joining us today is Yasenka Shabanovich, executive coach and facilitator. For the past 20 years, she has had the privilege of working with top-tier C-level leaders and their exceptional teams from prominent organizations like Amazon, Meta, TikTok, Uber, Paramount, Google, and many other industry titans. Yasenka is not only an esteemed professional, but also an author with her book, LQ, to make your life the most important business, capturing the essence of living a fulfilling and purpose-driven life. Welcome to Empowering Workplaces, a show for everyone who wants to make work better and more fulfilling. We are your hosts, culture designer Maddie Grant and organizational psychologist Sonia Lucina. Join us in today's awesome conversation. Welcome to our listeners today. We're so delighted to have you here. And before we jump in and have Yasenka introduce herself, I also want to tell you that I'm so excited to have Gia Santana on with us today. She is the brains behind Empowering Workplaces. She's the one that puts this whole, whole show together and usually you don't get to hear from her because she's behind the scenes. But Maddie is off today, so Gia is filling in for us. So you'll be hearing her voice and her opinions throughout the conversation. Um, now turning over to Yasenka, who is uh, one of my best friends and favorite people in the whole world. And you might have heard a previous episode with her that we did. Goodness, I think it was a year or two ago already. Time flies. Um, but she is just somebody I admire as a professional, as a friend, somebody who I have this incredible pleasure of sharing conversations and getting advice over dinners and actually this is what sparked our episode today is recently her and I were out having some pizza and catching up and we started chatting about the wheel of life that we'll get back to in a little bit but I enjoyed our conversation and our evening so much and felt so inspired after that that I thought what a brilliant opportunity it would be to share that conversation with all of you and hopefully you walk away feel feeling equally inspired. So with that, Yasenka, for some of the listeners that might be meeting you for the first time, could you please just tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond the, the intro that we just did? Oh my God, I'm so thrilled to be here. I, I was wondering, like, how do you walk in? Like, yay, hello, everyone, I'm here. <laughs> so hard to, like, transfer that onto the podcast when people don't see us. But I'm, like, always <laughs> so full of um, energy. So uh, amazing to be here. But that's why we're probably friends, because we're both so optimistic and constantly. <laughs> how can we change? How can we move um, move forward? I, I think you've said everything that needed to be said. It's... Um, uh, really, my life is around my mission to contribute, give back, change. Um, there's so many things that happen, um, like all of us, traumas that we have. And then at some point, we decide asking, like, why me and going into now what? So that completely changed my life. And, and I love the concept of radical acceptance because it's so hard sometimes to accept what is and then think about what the next action steps are. 
So mm -hmm. this week also seems to be so strange. Like um, this is going to be my third podcast. <laughs> this week, I didn't wow, even I love that. <laughs> they all came at the same time. And um, I, I was doing a woman training at Amazon and they were like, you know, we have an internal uh, podcast. I think we should talk more. And it's on Inner Critic. It's what we have talked about um, mm -hmm. the first time, you know, in podcast. It seems to be like the universe is ready to silence our doubts who we are and also like let's think about the harmony the peace the joy how can we go through the life without so much stress especially what what had happened um in the recent years so i before i do this i really want to take a moment to um, express my gratitude to you like your friendship your support uh -oh. everything we have done i think through pandemic through babies, through friends going <laughs> up and down, through economy in Argentina. I mean, you just name it. We've <sighs> just been kind of strolling together. And I think it would have been really, really hard to um, make it through all of this without you. So thank Aww, you. Thank, thank you, you so for much. being awesome. <laughs> thank and for you, creating obviously. this space. Yeah. Aww. Well, obviously the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> You, you really are like the wind beneath my wings without the turbulence, though. So <laughs> I, love it. I, I try to be consistent. So thank you. I'm glad I'm doing okay. Well, it's interesting because you actually, yeah. how our conversation started at dinner, Yasinka and I have known each other now for about eight years. She was one of the first people I met when I moved to Argentina. And for us, we're part of an expat community and a lot of people come and go. And so during the pandemic, a lot of people had moved back to the, you know, their home countries. And we feel like we're still like, you know, there's the two of us. We're still holding on and we're still really good friends. And we, start, we started talking about friendships and we started talking about creating friendships here and, you know, maybe expanding our circle of, you know, people that we spend time with here a little bit more. And then, you know, of course, as two psychologists, part, you know, aspirational philosophers, we started to talk about life in general and how everything was going and catching up. And Yasinka, that's where you mentioned actually the wheel of life, which is a lot of your work. And before we jump into all of the details, because I think it's going to just be fascinating for our listeners, um, I think it's even if it's a fraction of impactful on them, how impactful it was on me, I think <laughs> it will be a good conversation. But before we dive into it um do you mind explaining for those who might not be familiar like i wasn't <laughs> what the wheel of so life is it's it's one of the tools in coaching community that's been used for a long time and and if you had a coach you probably had done some shape or form of the wheel and i use the wheel for everything because you can think about it um in in a harmonic way how you want to visualize all the areas of your life like you divide things into sections and in this case you would start with you know this is my career and then you have a health slice and relationship slice and per personal development so when we rate the satisfaction and level of fulfillment then we start thinking about and seeing like wait where where am i how is my wheel turning is it bumpy so we, then I can start looking like, oh, what does require my attention? What is, you know, needs improvement? Or am I doing well or not? So we can prioritize in making changes. And I think like, first of all, like if we don't um, discover the symptoms, like if you have a stomach ache or something, you don't want to just kind of try to resolve things on your own, which we usually do. But you would get and figure out like, what are the symptoms? Like what is really going on? Like I'm assessing before I start 
figure out what I want to do about it. What, what, what am I doing to make sure I feel, feel better? The problem with that is that a lot of people think um, they have personal awareness and know, but the studies show that only 10 to 50% <laughs> of people are self-aware. It's insane. So, and 85%, they're more aware than they think they are. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, we have these blind spots that you feel I'm going through life. And then sometimes we have pain and then we don't do anything about it. And that's yeah. not just physical pain, but just something is not working out and we're powering through things without knowing what it is. So wheel allows you to look at all the areas of your life and then say, where do I stand? What do I need to do? And how do I create synergy? Like really, yeah. it's not even balance because you can't always balance things. It's the harmony. It's the synergy of how it's rolling. And and I, like I said before, like sometimes you'll have somebody has a, a nine or 10 in their career, but they're like two and one in their health and yeah. really, you know, not taking care of themselves or their family. So it, it really is like important that we look at it in, in a way and thinking about what our priorities, what the values, what aspirations are and what we want to work on. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it was interesting because actually a lot of, after you and I talked, I told everybody about the wheel (laughs) because that's what I do. I get good information. I'm just like, (laughs) you know, whoever will listen. And I was actually pleasantly surprised at how many people said they've heard of the concept or they've done Mm -hmm, the wheel. mm -hmm. And even in one of my conversations with Guille, um, she had mentioned she had done the wheel before and she was like, oh, I'll do Mm -hmm. it again, you know, before this podcast and I was like man I've been living under a rock because seriously I thought I was like oh there's this <laughs> new thing, thing. And, you know, and so many people are like what I'm like well but you know hopefully that gives comfort to our listeners too that for again I'm a psychologist I'm like I didn't know right. about this so if you didn't do not feel bad <laughs> you're in good company no. um yeah but you know one question that I had and I know we'll jump in and, and yeah I'd love to know any of you I know we'll talk about some of my findings on the wheel to give it more context to our listeners. But one thing that actually I was thinking about as I was completing it is for anybody that's listened to our episodes before, um, probably knows how long I've been battling a cough. And, you know, luckily, as far as I know, it's not any kind of really serious or terminal illness or anything like that. But it's been really, really bothering me because it I like to talk and share information for a living. And it actually made it really difficult to do that. And so now when I was doing the Wheel of Life, I was like, I feel great. I'm healthy. Like This is amazing. And it actually made me wonder, you know, if I was taking this maybe three months ago, would there be some significant differences in the wheel? So one of the questions, I guess, before we even jump in is like the fluidity of it. Like, how often do you see the balance changing? Like, I'm hoping some of our listeners will think the same like I did, like, wow, this is really telling. It was different results than I expected. When should I take it again? You know, that's kind of like um, when you're trying to lose weight and you stand on on the balance every day, it's going to be an issue because sometimes you drink more water, sometimes you add saltier foods, and then you get obsessed. So I'm against being obsessed with measuring yourself every day. Um, I would say like every six months to a year because, you know, it's a snapshot of, of where I am. It's pretty good you know, in telling what's happening, if something is not working out with this, um, now looking with this self-awareness, you can look back Mm. and say like, hey, health was at this point, now it's not working out. Let me pull it out and see like what is really going on. Plus, based on what had happened to you, maybe you're going to say like, all right, so there's something happening with my throat. Like, what do I practically need to do for the next six months to make sure that (sighs) 
<laughs> like, I'm good and right did now. I? <laughs> right. did i ever my goodness and it's funny that you say the weight thing too because i totally i think um i hadn't stepped on a scale for a really long time because i was like i'm gonna get this like cough under control i'm gonna get this cough and you know what get away from me in the meantime my weight <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I, one day I was like, yeah, I've been doing yoga. I got this. I stepped in the scale and it was like, what? Like, come on. <laughs> it was so, and I'm still very happy. I'll take like my non-coughing yeah. over my multi kilo gain that snuck up on me any day but i was like oh right. man and then i did exactly what you said not to do three days later i weighed myself again again and i gained like another like half a kilo or a pound and i was telling martine about it he's like sonia exactly what you said like it could be water it could be something like i know but i was eating more salad and i'm really bummed so anyways <laughs> right. getting getting back on track um i'd love um, also, like, Guy, if, just from your perspective, when you took the wheel, what were kind of some thoughts that you had? Like, was there anything surprising um, in the balance of it? Like, was there anything that, you know, you were kind of maybe focusing on more consciously after? Like, what was your experience when you went through it? Yeah, so when I went through it, um, in Yasinka's, like, methodology, she has, like, two different tabs, right? Yeah. And the first one is, like, well, how I think I'm doing, like how I think I'm uh, doing in my career, uh, money-wise or uh, soul-wise. <laughs> and then on the second tab, it's like, what is actually happening? So I realized when I got like the, the points on every single one that yeah. I thought I was doing very well financially. <laughs> and then it turns out that you're right, like, financial like stability it's not only about doing well right now it's like well you have assets you have insurance you have like a budget for things um and that's when it hit me like i'm not saving for my future (laughs) (laughs) love love that that's what i um that's what i like surprised me a lot from doing this exercise because I was doing so well in, in all of them. And then I got to the morning part and I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I definitely I need to. <laughs> you know, but that's that's probably like a really good revelation and finding some thinking of our um, episode with Dr. Candace Steele Flippin when she was talking about women and finances and our general challenge to really understand everything that goes um, in it. But sometimes it takes like, something like this where you look at all the different categories and you're like, wow, wait, I was thinking yeah. about it or defining it in a different kind of way. But that's, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's, yeah. it's, it's interesting because it goes, I think in both ways and a lot of Yasinka's I think observation in her work is that people do tend to like think as an overall category, like rate themselves higher. And then like the reality is like, oh, wait a minute. Like there are actually some key components that I wasn't thinking about. Well, yeah. I don't know, girlfriend, like at least yours was finance. Mine was soul. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go back and double check the definition. I was like, oh no, <laughs> my soul. I thought that one was under control. But then oh. when I, when I started to look at and understand where I rated myself really low, the items like, do I meditate daily? And I really don't. And I wish I did. Yeah. I do yoga daily. And so I do cleanse my mind a little bit, but I don't consider that as like a really like form of meditation. And that really tore down my score. 
And I think it was like what we were talking about before the show too, like a little bit about community and maybe it's defining how you give back. But those were like two areas where I think I gave myself like twos, threes, because they were nearly non-existent. And sometimes it's interesting when you see how, how somebody can or something can really pull down your results so much and how to think about those different categories. Um, but Yasinka, so for example, you know, Gie and I had these different opportunities. And I, I think what was mine was um, soul. And it was also, I believe, a community. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that what I was thinking about, again, is somebody, some of the community items, I think will really resonate um, with a lot of people like living in a city, having lived there in a while, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. working in the area for me, I, I don't. And so this is maybe a good question, too. I explained the way my lower results, both you know, um, how I did it on the overall category, as well as the smaller categories is like, well, I work remotely, I have teams all over the world, I love Buenos Aires, I live here. But really, my heart is all over the world. I have my family in Serbia, I have family and friends in the US friends all over the place. And so almost a lot of my identity is not local. So I'm okay if that part of my wheel is a, a little jagged, maybe for now, when people look at their wheel. Um, how healthy is that? What I just did <laughs> explaining <laughs> that away. <laughs> and does it depend on a different, like, is it, I know you had mentioned, you know, maybe your wheel can be perfect, but some of the awareness around it, but then when is it, when is the difference kind of maybe, how can you tell the difference between don't necessarily strive for perfection? You might not be aligned and you might not be around the same score and everything. You might not be aligned with your perceptions and what the truth is everywhere. But at what point is it like, well, no, maybe like I actually should do some work here. Like maybe this is a little bit Mm -hmm. too rough. (laughs) Well, also we talked about in our conversation about your values, remember? And, and, and I owe you, Mm -hmm. um, I I definitely (laughs) owe you a response to that. Um, And I will. Mm -hmm. And I think the wheel shows so many other things. It shows the values Mm -hmm. as well, which, you know, can change over time. And again, as I said, like at certain point of your wheel, there's certain things like if you are now saying I have a little, child that needs a lot of my attention it's definitely going to be different than when he's in school and how much time you're going to spend on yourself so it's not to be like so harsh on yourself this is not to be another tool where you're like beating down on you for the things not being perfect (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about friend (laughs) it's more like saying hey how can i make this balanced like how do i make five out of each versus 10 and two. And, and by the way, sometimes the way we spend time doesn't necessarily mean that if you're spending a lot of time in your career at work, that you're getting the results you want. Yeah. And you know, that your score will still be low. So looking back at the values and like saying, Hey, I mean, I spend most of my time in a career and still it's not a 10, which I would imagine to be. And then everything else is suffering underneath that. Like there's something that I need to change in how I look at the world like the the values is a community part like hey how much of what is my contribution need are we are going to be you know um, mother Teresa no probably not like that's a different value for her for us is saying like what is my contribution sometimes it is feeding the hungry you know in, in the soup kitchen but sometimes it's what you're doing right now is saying like I'm going to take time out of my day that's separate from my work and start sharing information that will help people. 
And, and I think that's a contribution in itself. So I think once you define what is value or, or define each one of those, what they look like, like what does success look like in a career? What does my success look like in my relationships? Then you look back at the scores and saying like, okay, well, this is where I'm looking at really what and how I am. Even though I've asked the questions doesn't mean that meditation is your way of, you know, nourishing your soul. Maybe people yeah. want to go to church or a temple and saying, that's how I need to do it. Like yeah. meditation is not my thing. So we really, you want to kind of be not so harsh on all of this, but it yeah. is a, a Snapchat of saying like, what is it that I want to work on? What is my community and soul and my finances look like? Do you yeah. maybe Gijia want to buy an island or or airplane? I certainly don't want more people to manage. <laughs> to me, like, I have to talk to more people, not interested. I'm trying to like minimize management and work. So everybody decides for themselves what success looks like. And so at the end, once you finish, like before and after, you're sitting there yeah. and meditating, like what is truly important to me? Then I'm looking at, and this is also a big, big problem. Often people look at the wheel and it's like, okay, let me just heat that whole ocean all at once. Yeah. and make sure everything works all at once but you want to do it like separately what am i going to do in the next 30 days in the next 60 days in the next 90 days like which is the priority for me right now and your finances you're not going to figure out like your 401k and investment and what i'm supposed to do now probably the first action for you is like well what if i spend 15 minutes every day just reading on it like i should probably read where do I invest? Mm. How do I open, you know, the um, an account and Fidelity or, or, you know, Vanguard? Like, how do I open it? Can I put in a dollar every day? What does that look like for me? Mm. Maybe that's all we do. And sometimes this becomes so big that it's hard to get to it. And, you know, losing weight becomes so big that I want to then, you know, eat only salads, no carbs, no sugar, no fat, and exercise three hours a day. Our brain never <laughs> not possible right so i mean i i think like really this this clear honest assessment of where i am kind of paired up with your values of what is truly important to you and then taking those small action steps starts to make a movement yeah. in your life yeah. So I love, like, I'll, I'll recap a few things you said, because I think you said a lot of really important things. I think for somebody that maybe um, does the wheel exercise for the first time, it could be a lot, because if you haven't done that self-reflection, you could be learning things. It's like, wow, wow, wow. Um, and you're probably taking it because you do care and because you do want to take some action on it. So to your point, even I liked what you said, like some of the definitions of different components, if you think meditation is important, let's say maybe in my life I didn't. Um, okay, maybe the fact that I scored low in there doesn't mean now I need to be high on it just because it was in a scale. It's uh, in a lot of research, it's things, it's the researcher's philosophy that's based on research, that's based on different patterns. But I think the more we know ourselves and the more we understand what's important to us, the more we can start to shape that. And I think also to your point to to these, do these bite-sized steps and say, okay, here are my opportunities, but based on what I know today, where do I want to make that difference? I think is important because all like everything takes time. Most things take a habit. Even if you start to do something, unless you really start to practice it, 
it's not um it's not going to happen overnight like you were saying and even like in things like like we were saying finances like what is the goal how much like maybe and what is the goal what is your age what do you want to accomplish what's your situation maybe some individuals want something different and the plan is more aggressive. Maybe some of it is just awareness. Like, Hey, maybe I don't need to do anything today, but now I know that if I want these kinds of things in the future, I need to prepare for them a little bit differently. So I do, I think people have different mentalities, but you call I me, mean, you know me forever when, you know, you called out the perfectionism. That was like kind of mine, like, okay, where was I low? What do I need to do? Why am I not, why am I not meditating? I've known I need to meditate forever. Why am I still not doing this? Um, because I'm doing other stuff and, and that's okay. Right. So I think for anybody that kind of has that mindset, it's a good thing to keep in mind. Like one step, like think about your values, think about your priorities and then one step at a time. And then I would probably add like celebrate successes in whatever way, yeah that looks for sure. you but any increase any change even if at the time is maybe not completely permanent i think for people to give themselves grace and recognize the difference that they've made is hugely important i want to point one more thing out so um i had i had this client like sometimes talking about the values that you were saying what's really important or meditation right he's like high level lawyer um he took entertainment and music law because he was such an avid music lover, right? Like he played the bass and it was really important to him when he was young and all that. And then he got into work and that got sideways, right? Like, so he got into helping other people uh, do the best in the music and succeeding and all of it and, and watching it from the outside. And then I remember when we started working together and, and he's like, look, I need to you know, work on the clients and I'm so busy and I never get to it. And I was like, well, what's your secret passion? Like, what is this one thing? And he's mm -hmm. like, music. And I said, how much music do you play? And he looked at me like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> and, and so it was like that awareness that why in your wheel of your soul, of your meditation, of how you're growing, are you not playing music? And you're so busy doing other things that you forget like that part, that slice of your wheel is something you have to think about. And then the progress, the story, like I said, okay, just 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's all you have to do. You don't have to, you know, now start doing big things because you need to go back into the group. So 10 minutes turn into 30 and he's like, I think I'm going to, you know, hire uh, hire a coach. Like I, I want to start improving on these things. And then he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to turn my garage into a place where I can play, invite people over. And he's got like plethora of people who are in the music business that can play with him, right? And it's like, I'm gonna start inviting people over. And you know, it's like this, this started turning into this really happy guy that used to be so grumpy in the oh, industry yeah. that he loved so much. And then starting to see different things, but the cherry on the top of this cake, I was asking like, look, you've had all these amazing clients, like, if you had one that's kind of, you know, out there, who would it be? And he's like, well, you know, Grateful Dead, but I, that's just such a big band. Like, I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. It's so far away. Long story short, once he started working on what truly matters to him, how he's playing, what his energy is coming out to do, attracted somebody that at some point said, hey, at his garage, we jam. You should go. It's a really cool group. That thing turning to like, hey, I'm going to that, you know, concert over there. Let me introduce you to Bob. He is their lawyer right now. 
it's one of those things like when you start taking care of this really important part of who you are and you don't have to give up it's not that he started working less it's not that he didn't work with his clients it's about like looking what truly is my meditation his meditation is music he yeah. can sit there and meditate but yeah. playing bass for like half an hour or having somebody that inspired completely different things and and how he showed up so this is why this like looking at the balance and looking at the wheel and looking mm-hmm. at what that means is like just popped up on on certain things on what truly is important to me and i think for mm-hmm. all of us this radical acceptance of being really truly honest with ourselves like what is the secret thing that i'm holding inside and i'm not allowing myself to do it what can i do 5 minutes a day that's all i'm mm-hmm. doing i need to get into the space the groove and start seeing like i need to honor myself and then mm-hmm. the the universe conspires to help you once you set that in- intention 100%. In the last 20 years I keep seeing it over and over and, and I'm not talking about some law of attraction dream of your Bentley and tomorrow. <laughs> But I am talking about quantum physics of like doing things that are matter to you and start attracting the 100%. Wow. I love that. And I think that it, it's interesting cuz one of the data points and I I've been so into our conversation I forgot to bring it up earlier. Um but we did preparing for this episode ask 300 people around the United States um how satisfied are you with the balance between your work and personal life? And actually so I'll say the data and then it, it's really interesting based on what you're saying now the tie in. So how satisfied are you with the balance between your work and personal life? 30% said extremely satisfied, 38% said somewhat satisfied, 13 neither satisfied nor dissatisfied, 12 somewhat dissatisfied and 6 extremely dissatisfied. And what really struck me is so a lot of people are saying they're satisfied like nearly 70% to some degree. That still leaves about a third of people who are not. But I think this idea, you know, that you were saying between this break between work and your passions that you don't see associated with work but actually how when you really tune into who you want to be and your passions how much that actually drives your success in the workplace too and that it actually creates this like incredible balance so that's one of the things with the data point that just really jumped out at me that i think as much as a society or humanity we're still talking about this blend in many ways that people still consider it somewhat of a balance that there's work and that there's everything else but in many ways like what you're saying in the examples that you saw is that the more you really allow yourself to have your true passions enter your life that in many ways it really really have a positive impact on your overall life including your profession and your career right but also you know not everybody's going to have a secret passion like there's yeah. there's different things you know that we might discover in this place like you know talk about another sea level um uh, a client who like i said in his career amazing you know levels reached but really bad at his health like really yeah. really bad with the blood pressure and cholesterol and like you know nausea and vertigo like things started just happening that he couldn't control because of there's so much stress and so then he decides these small tiny steps on starting to work out because he was saying mm-hmm. like i have no time to work out like literally <laughs> i mean do you have time yeah. to be dead 
I don't know, because like, who's going to do all this work, but started like in these small steps and including like his sons and saying like, okay, well, how can we combine? Because each slice is actually connected to each other. Like, what can you do on a daily basis that would include your sons that you want to spend more time with? And mm -hmm. what you're trying to do in the exercise. So they did. And, and he started preparing for certain things. Like last year, he ran two marathons, like literally, mm -hmm. because he's like small, tiny steps added to it. And now realizing, okay, my health actually changed a lot of other things with my yeah. relationship, with, with my family, with my kids, how I feel about myself and what's important. So it wasn't like that he dreamt of doing this, but it, it kind of gave itself because yeah. looking at all of these things and having an amazing career. And I remember him saying in terms of finances, like, look, I'm doing so good that my grand, my parents or my kids, grandchildren are going to be fine. And yeah. It's like, okay, then what are we doing? Yeah. And let's you um, provided enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my final question would be, um, I have so many more, but I'll just ask one is, for those individuals listening who are in a place in their organizations that they could help, like whether it's HR, a culture department, a talent department, any department, really, if I'm somebody who's in a role where I could bring this inside of my organization, mm -hmm. how could I, what could I do from an organizational standpoint? Like, is it a program? Is it a training? Like, how could I maybe help educate my workforce that, the value of these kinds of exercises and then helping them pull them through. It's exactly that. If you want to promote this harmony in work and, and just not that life work violence, but I, but I think when we live our good life, when we take care of ourselves, we get tend to do our best work. So understanding that part. And it's interesting that you're saying that because during pandemic, as, as you know, like I started working with Amazon exactly on that. It's like the program of allowing people to take time to think about like, what do I need to do? Where do I want to grow? What are my personal things that I want to work on? What are the relationships I need to work on? Like looking at the wheel, what does that mean for me? It doesn't mean I'm, I'm not talking about the work, but what that had created is having 30 people in the session, sending them into the breakout room to talk about like, What's important? Like, what's my high score, low score? Like, mm -hmm. why am I doing this? Started creating the community and collaboration that they never thought possible because mm -hmm. now people are being vulnerable and we're not just talking about work. What we're talking mm -hmm. about is like really deeply knowing each other so we can have less stress at work and help each other in, in what we need to do and hold each other accountable to saying like, I'm going to turn off my computer at at you know, six, or I'm not going to respond to your Slack messages or ask you things all the time, but really supporting each other not to be distracted. So yes, companies today, and this used to be like this whole wellness program and, you know, emotional intelligence, like, like, no, that's the HR <laughs> thing. Don't bring that into, you know, our uh, ways of doing mm. things and working, but that's not mm. anymore a soft skill. I mean, yeah. this is the, the priority. It's a need of the hour. And if we don't change in the companies, people will be continue being burned out. I mean, yeah. we, we just need to do that. So the companies, yes, are saying like, I'm going to provide the training. I'm going to encourage people to actually go on vacation yeah. and take that time off. And, you know, I think in Europe, they started like literally shutting down the email over the weekend, even if you want to go into work email, you <laughs> just doesn't yeah. work. So 
I think like supporting these programs and providing resources mm-hmm. and, and helping even the, the people that work at your company, get a coach, get somebody to think about like, what does it look like for them to create that harmony that brings an amazing work uh, environment and culture, 100%. So there, yes, there's a program that we do over nine weeks, like, and, and you can you can kind of customize it, whichever works for you, how many people you want in it, how, how they're working on it together. But it's, everybody works on their own, but actually they're working on the same, same vision. Yeah. Well, I love that because I think for organizations to support people, it, I mean, it's such an incredible impact on their lives. It's not, you know, of course, you improve engagement, productivity, loyalty, and all of that. But I think to be able to have such a profound impact on somebody's life, to be able to provide a space and a way for people to be able to reflect like that um, and become really the best versions of themselves or start working towards it, I think is just an incredible thing for an organization to do as much or as as little. I know you work with some large organizations. I think even for smaller ones, to start to just do a little bit and create space of that for that awareness is hugely important. I think they can make such a big impact. Oh, Yasinka, thank you so much. It's just, oh, it's always such a pleasure to talk with you. And again, just um, to mention your book, it's called LQ, How to Make Your Life the Most Important, Your Most Important Business. And um, so for anyone that that was listening to us, um, you know, check out great resources, recommendations, different exercises. And then Yasinka, for anybody that might want to follow more of your work or get in touch with you um, around this topic, what's the best way for them to to find you? <laughs> I, I, the, the only social media I'm on is LinkedIn. So it's hard to look for me on Instagram and, and you want me to find me, but I am kind of active on, on LinkedIn and um, I think definitely there. And if you put in my name, uh, I'm pretty sure you're not going to find any other. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure like um, there's not anybody else. So yes, yeah. for sure. Shoot me a, a message and um, anything you, you questions you might have. I'm, I'm again, living my vision of being able to contribute to others and give back really important to me. I love that. Well, thank you so much again for your time today and for all the advice that you shared. Guy, thank you so much for joining us. I love having you here with us and live. Um, And to all of our listeners, thank you so much again for being here. And we'll see you again next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. In addition to being the Empowering Workplaces host, I'm also the president of Question Pro Workforce, and I wanted to tell you a bit more about it because it so brilliantly aligns with our concept of empowerment. At Question Pro Workforce, we help organizations across the world better connect with their employees. We do this through continuous listening survey technology, as well as sharing our deep knowledge and expertise to help our clients know what questions to ask to most deeply connect with their workforce and take impactful action on data and insights they collect. Learn how Question Pro Workforce can be a great partner on your path to creating a really outstanding employee listening strategy and a remarkable organizational culture at questionpro.com backslash workforce.